And the Lord spoke to the fish and it vomited Jonah out upon the dry land. (laughs) Yes, that actually is in the Bible. It is in Jonah. And I always get surprised how the Bible just throws in things that you would just never expect. I make a joke, but really this is a wonderful story about understanding what it means to follow the will of the Lord. So the big question today, are you walking away from the presence of the Lord? This is a story about purpose, a big fish, and accepting God's will. Hey girl, I know you are overwhelmed at the thought of being a Christian. There are so many damaging lessons you need to unlearn and you feel like you were starting over from scratch. Heck, you were even taught not to believe the Bible, so where do you turn for truth? Hi, I'm Shelby Hosfield. I too was a girl who left the LDS church. I too felt like I had abandoned everything I had ever known about God. I spent 20 years lost after leaving, wishing someone would just give me the blueprints on faith. How was I supposed to raise my kids with God when I didn't even know how to pray? Can you relate? But as hard as this is, I know you are not ready to give up on Jesus. God opened me up to a real relationship with Him through His Word. The Bible is not only trustworthy, friends, but it is living water to our souls. I don't want it to take you 20 years. Here, you will learn how to pray, you will find truth, and you will finally gain trust in the Lord. If God is for us, who can be against us? This is Finding Faith Above. more than anything else. The Bible is a magnificent story with the intent of just telling us one big, huge thing, to trust the Lord. It is so simple, almost too simple, but so beautiful. All we have to do is trust Him. But just because it's simple does not mean that it is easy. I sat down this morning to have a little time with God. I haven't uh, been doing this as much as I would like to. Uh, Just, you know, having that time to just carve out and have some good time with the Lord. You know, really just kind of carve out that time with no study or direction, but just open up the Bible and see what he has to say to me. So this morning I randomly opened it up and... Jonah is what I landed on, which I just love. I think it's kind of funny how some of these very famous stories are actually not very long and they get a bit glamorized in our kids' Bibles or the kids' stories. Maybe it had to do with Pinocchio that kind of threw this off. But in my mind, Jonah is camped out in the belly of this big, huge whale. I suppose like Geppetto and Pinocchio were. But the story of Jonah is actually very different. I'm going to just briefly kind of go over this today because it really did speak to me in such a cool way. I got all into the story reading it, but I wanted to just highlight a few verses and a few things that I picked out that really helped me, uh, really kind of told a story to me. But I would like to invite you guys to go and read this wonderful, cool story because it really does have to... It it kind of stirs our thoughts a a bit, and it does have such meaning. But you do have to question, like, why is this in the Bible, this story of this guy getting swallowed by a fish and this whole story of God's, you know, saving this town because Jonah went there, and we're going to get into that a little bit more. But why is that part of our Bible as something that is supposed to bring us wisdom sitting next to, say, Paul's letters in the New Testament that are so much more straightforward in gospel. What is this story trying to tell us? And as you read it, 
just like any parts of the Bible. It is just so layered with all of this amazing wisdom that every verse that you read is not just surface. I mean, you can read it as surface, but it has so much more depth. And depending on where you are in your life, I think it also speaks even further to you, which is just the way that God has it all planned out so that he's able to speak to us through these stories. So what is God trying to tell us with this story? Well, before I jump into that, I wanted to just talk to you guys a little bit about this podcast. So the story really reminded me today of how this podcast has kind of come about. You see, I never intended on starting any sort of podcast or ministry or anything really centered around bringing the word of God to anybody, particularly to ex-Mormons, because I had been trying to get away from this church that I had left for a very long time. Never in my mind did I say this is something that I really wanted to do. But God put put that on my heart. That's what God put on my heart. And he told me, this is what you need to do. And when God speaks, you know, sometimes you have to be asked more than once, a little bit aggressively, but you listen. You listen when God speaks. As my little story with this podcast has unfolded, it has become more and more apparent to me every day that he had been planning things from the very beginning of my life. All of this has been for his purpose and his glory and his will. And he has appointed things and situations and people all along the way to carry out his will in bringing his name to the world. And as much as we'd like to question all of that in the end, his will be done. I say all of this because the story of Jonah really hit home for me with all of this. If you guys really want to jump into it in my little ESV Bible that I carry around with me, my little pocket version that is all highlighted and colored up and all that good stuff. It uh, doesn't even fill up two full pages. <laughs> it's not a very long story. Probably take you 15, 20 minutes to read it, but it is so good. So I invite you guys just go after we're done here, just open it up, um, you know, even open up your Bible app on your phone and just read Jonah. It's really pretty cool. So here's a few of my favorite takeaways from the story that I read. The chapter begins with saying, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amatai, I'm not quite exactly sure how to say that name, saying, Arise and go to Nineveh, the great city, and call out against it, for their evil has come up before me. But Jonah rose to flee from Tarshish, from the presence of the Lord. And then it continues away from the presence of the Lord. So God asked Jonah to go and do something. And he basically straight up says, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Can any of you guys relate? <laughs> and any times in your life, have you been, you know, feeling this prompt to move forward with something from God and just being like, yeah, you know, I don't know if that's something I really want to do. Well, Jonah just goes basically the complete opposite direction and he boards a ship going the complete opposite direction but then God hurled a great wind upon that sea they were in the middle of a storm and it was by no accident 
Through a series of events, Jonah has to admit that he is Hebrew, and he says, I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. I love this, how all of this cool, just the magnitude of God is sprinkled throughout all of these different verses. Like I said, the Bible, you know, I mean, we can just like paddle on the surface or we can go deep diving or we can go all the way down in a submarine. So I love the fact that he says here, uh, Lord, the God of heaven who made the sea and the dry land. God is just so big. So cool. Anyway, so this really freaked out all of the guys that were on this boat and or ship or whatnot. And they basically called out to God themselves. And then they hurled Jonah overboard. They were like, we're not going to even do this. We're just going to just send him on his way because maybe then God will calm the seas. And they weren't even believers of God until this all happened. I like the next verse because it shows that there are very few accidents when it comes to our direction in life. And the Lord appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. Whew. So there is a lot packed into that verse. Number one, he appointed a great fish. God made this happen. He appointed a great fish to swallow him. And then, foreshadowing for Christ, Jonah stays in the belly of the fish, dead for three days and three nights. Do you know anybody else who did that? Stayed dead for three days and three nights and then rose again? In fact, Jesus actually references Jonah when he's talking to the Pharisees about their unbelief. He says to them, the only sign that I will give you will be the sign of Jonah because he then, you know, dies for three, three days, rises again on the third day. And uh, it, this whole thing is foreshadowing Christ and Jesus actually references all of this. So then here we have Jonah hanging out in the belly of the fish. And he then says a prayer. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God, from the belly of the fish, saying, I called out to the Lord out of my distress, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Shul I cried, and you heard my voice. For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me. All of your waves and billows passed over me. Then I said, I am driven away from your sight. Yet I shall again look upon your holy temple. The waters closed in over me to take my life. The deep surrounded me. Weeds were wrapped about my head. At the roots of the mountains, I went down to the land, whose bars closed upon me forever. Yet you brought up my life from the pit. O Lord my God, when my life was fainting away, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came to you. Into your holy temple, those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their hope of steadfast love. But I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. And the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah out upon the dry land. And I suppose this is a bit like my podcast in some extent, or probably somewhat like maybe some different times when God has spoke to you in your life or tried to be giving you direction and you're just not quite understanding it. Sometimes we need a little nudge. In Jonah's case, he had to get swallowed by a fish and vomited up. 
We hope that we all don't need that kind of nudge in order to move in the direction that God is looking for us to do, but we never know exactly what it's going to take for us to be able to really understand what he is wanting for us. Needless to say, Jonah ended up listening and he went to Nineveh. Speaking for God, Jonah called out and said, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. So they believed Jonah to be speaking directly the words of God. They understood it as the words of God. And that is very clear in this, is that Jonah was speaking the word of God. And it moved the people of Nineveh in such a strong, amazing way that they went to great lengths to then repent to God and to turn towards him and to to really try to come to God's word as well. They were able to see the evil they were doing and they made huge changes in order to try to make it right with God. And that is what exactly what God knew was needed. He knew that Jonah needed to be swallowed by a fish and thrown up in order for him to do what he needed to do. He also knew that the people of this city needed to hear Jonah speak God's words in order for them to be saved. And this is what happens when God saw what they did. How they turned from their evil way, God relented of the disaster that he had said he would do to them, and he did not do it. All of this happened the way that God had intended. He wanted to save his people. And that's the whole little last chapter of Jonah. And it's kind of a funny one. You have to read each line and kind of see what is the purpose of this and how do I understand it. One of the things that we don't talk about all that often is the fact that Jonah was kind of an angry dude. And in fact, he talks about that quite a bit in this part. He wasn't real positive about all of this. He actually was not real happy that he had gone through all of this in the first place. And he was not real happy that God told the people that he was going to destroy them. And then he ended up relenting on that when the people repented and turned from their evil ways. In Jonah's kind of confusion with why God did this, or his anger, I I shouldn't say confusion because I don't think he's confused. I think he's just a little angry and he doesn't quite understand uh, God's purpose with it all. But he prayed to the Lord and said, O Lord, is not this what I said when I was yet in my country? That is why I made haste to flee from Tarshish. For I knew that you are a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and relenting from disaster. Therefore now, O Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. And the Lord said, do you do well to be angry? I think what's kind of happening here is Jonah says, if you weren't going to go and destroy them, Anyways, if you were just going to take that all back, then why did I have to go through all of this? And I think what Jonah doesn't understand is that God had used him in the way that Jonah needed to fulfill that purpose of getting God's word out to Nineveh. He doesn't quite understand that 
that he was an integral part of all of this and that he had to listen to God through it. And so God kind of puts him through this little funny story. I say it's funny. It's it's just, um, it's talking about a plant <laughs> and how um, Jonah goes and sits under the plant and then the plant then ends up getting withered and, and God kind of goes back and forth and God appointed all of that to happen as well. But it's all basically to show this story uh, this purpose to Jonah. And, and it finishes with God saying, you pity the plant for which you did not labor, nor did you make it grow, which came into being in a night and perished in a night. And should not I pity Nineveh, the great city in which there are more than 120,000 persons who do not know their right hand from their left and also much cattle. So basically what God is saying, I created all of this creation. I appointed all of these things to go through here. And now you're angry because you had to be in this part and you're you're angry because I took pity on these people that I created because I love them. And and Joan even says your steadfast gracious love. I think Jonah is just a little upset that he had to kind of be through this whole part of this. <laughs> he doesn't, and I think maybe that that's speaking to us, that sometimes we get angry at why does this situation happen to us? Why were we asked to do things? Why were we put in a position that is trying us? And we don't understand the fact that God's creation is so big. He sees all of this. He created all of us, all of these people, everything that's happening here. And he appoints this as it goes. At least that's how it's speaking to me. And so I do invite you to go read it because maybe it'll say something a little different to you. Because what is this story trying to tell us? How does this short but intriguing story speak to you? And what is God trying to tell you about about your purpose. At the end of reading this, this is what I wrote when I was looking at it and, and kind of just reflecting on how it affected me. We don't always necessarily understand or like the fact that we have to be put in positions that stretch us and that uh, move us in ways that we didn't plan or we didn't see coming because it's not about our plan. It's not about us. It's about his will, and it's about his purpose, which is to know him and to make him known. And I think we spend a lot of time really focusing on, you know, how, what is my purpose in all of this? And do I have to go through these hard things? And how is this affecting me? You know, it's all about, it's all about us, but it's not. And I think that's what the story is really trying to hit home about is that, it's about God's will, and he does have a purpose for us, and there's no sense in being angry about it. <laughs> we, can, we can be angry, but it, 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 doesn't, it isn't going to advance the glory of God. We have to understand his steadfast love and that it's not just love for, for us, but it's love for all of his creation, and we are an integral part of all of that. He appoints his creation to work within all of our stories. And so, I mean, when it all comes down to it, love each other, listen to God, follow his will, and what it all comes back to from all of this in 
all of the Bible is just trust him. Easier said than done sometimes because we like to live the flesh and we just make mistakes. But when it all comes down to it, it is his will and we have to trust him. Even if that story includes a giant fish. So before we finish up today, I wanted to just tell you about some really cool things that we have going on. Uh, Number one, the very first link that is going to be in the show notes here is going to be a link to the resource library. It is a really cool page that I put together that includes uh, videos and podcasts and course books and all sorts of fun stuff, even worship music links um, that really helped me on my journey with finding Jesus. And I really hope that it helps you as well. So go ahead and grab that. Also, I wanted to invite you guys to just come chat with me. I have all sorts of really cool things going on as far as, you know, offering some support to you guys, um, some cool workshops that are going to be coming out. But if you really just want to have a few minutes to kind of get your story off your chest, or if you have some big questions about coming to Jesus and there's some stumbling blocks that you are really dealing with when it comes to basic Christian beliefs and you want to talk to somebody who has been through kind of where you are and has now kind of come to the other side and <laughs> and I am a total researchaholic. I love diving into things. So if you do have some big questions about Christian beliefs and how that differs from where you've come from, then hit me up. So you can go to our Facebook group, which is amazing. You can ask your questions in there. You can message me on Facebook or you can DM me on Instagram uh, or you can even email me. And I would love to talk to you more about it. We can even book um, a chat session if you'd like to, and we can really get into some of these bigger uh, stumbling blocks that you might be dealing with. All right. Thanks guys. I'll talk to you next time. I am so honored that you showed up today to listen to this little podcast talking about big things. If you want to comment, share, laugh, or cry about what we talked about today, then you need to join the Facebook group where you can have a safe space to do all the sharing because we kind of need people in this big old world that understand. And if you are like, heck yeah, that was awesome. Where can I get more? First hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode and then hurry on over to findingfaithabove.com where you will find so much goodness all created just for you because I really do love you guys. I've been where you are at and I want to help you have all the hope and none of the lost. Resources, art, Bible studies, it's all there just for you. Findingfaithabove.com, wishing you all the best in love in Jesus name. See you next time.